Now, we do have some breaking news moments ago. Actor Tom Hanks, his wife Rita Wilson, they have tested positive for coronavirus. Monster news. The NBA has suspended the season after Rudy Gobert has tested positive for coronavirus. And we have issued guidance on school closures, social distancing, and reducing large gatherings. No one does it better than the Texas Pinball Festival. If you see a packed train car, let it go by, wait for the next train. Same with the, uh, if you're taking a bus. It's the density, the proximity that we are trying to reduce. As of today, I believe that it's abundantly clear that we need to postpone Jared's Epic Nerf Battle 5. Welcome to episode 463 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. And as you heard leading into this show, the world as we know it for the short term is about to change for everyone. And I want to talk about on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast the impact that this will have on our lives on the pinball world, the pinball community, and everything you've been planning. Now, I'm not going to talk too macro about this because you know the story, you know the issue with the coronavirus, you know how it's starting to impact all of our daily lives, you know how it's spreading through the media, how our media today and our social media today is perfectly engineered for this type of paranoia and this type of extreme, extreme overreaction to something like this, but I will say, I don't think people are overreacting. There is a reason why. There's a reason why the experts, the medical leaders, the private sector, the politicians, everyone agrees that we need to take all necessary measures to get this thing under control. So what does that mean? for the pinball world, right? This is a pinball podcast. This isn't a political podcast. This isn't a lifestyle podcast. It's a pinball podcast. I think very simply, the topics I wanna talk about, what does this mean for the pinball shows coming up? What does this mean for the pinball manufacturers and, and how they're gonna be able to conduct business? What does this mean for the pinball operators out there in the world? I think those three pillars to me are gonna be severely impacted by this in the short term, and we don't know when the end will come, and life as we knew it will return to normal. Now, this hit personal for me last night because I was supposed to fly to Ireland for a wedding. I couldn't go because of my ribs. They still hurt too much, but my, my lovely wife, Brenda, was at the airport on a plane to Ireland that was supposed to take off at 8.20 p.m., so this is right as President Trump is talking about the travel ban from Europe. And so I called her up and luckily her plane was delayed and they weren't even announcing it on the plane that if you go to Europe, you might not be able to get back for 30 days. Now, it was unclear all the nations that were, would be impacted. Ireland was one in which you actually could go and come back, but it wasn't worth it. So I said, babe, get up tell them what just happened and get off the plane. And so luckily for her, she did. She's back home with me and Bubba. And poor, the poor bride had to just cancel her wedding on Sunday because now in Ireland, they're saying that gatherings of more than 100 people should be eliminated right now. That means if you have a pinball show coming up, and the sad reality is most likely setting in to all of the hardworking people that worked really hard to get Texas Pinball Festival ready in a couple of weeks. And I know that, you know, Ed and Kim, they spend all year working so hard on making this show the best pinball show in the world. And I think everyone agrees it is the best pinball show you can go to. And unfortunately, I, 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 they haven't made an official announcement I expect one to come any day now, any hour now, but I just don't see how you can continue to go on with the show. It's just at this point, you have to look at the facts. You have to look at the realities of it. It's just not safe. 
There is a reason why every single major person who has studied how to get this thing under control, next to washing your hands, avoiding large crowds is something that everyone is advised to do. And Texas Pinball Festival gets eight to 10,000 people who attend. And not just the number of people in the crowds that's the problem, is a pinball machine is the worst device when it comes to spreading germs. You have strange people hopping on a machine, using their hands, and then more strangers coming on, and, 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 and there's, there's quick turnover of using of that machine that other people could possibly contaminate. And it would be so sad to go into a pinball show and see people reluctant to playing the games because of this. And so because of that, I fully expect them to cancel the show or postpone it to a later date. And I I don't know if they have insurance or not. I hope they do. I also think that a lot of the fees associated with canceling some of these things will be waived, but there is there is obviously no way you're going to recoup all the time, money, and energy that went into planning such a large-scale event. And I really feel terrible for all of the people, and it's a lot of people that were planning to make Texas Pinball Festival a spectacular and, and bigger and better show than ever before. I feel bad for Jeff and all the people planning the Twippy Awards. I feel bad for all the pinball community from around the world and around the United States where this is the show where so many people plan their annual trips and they look forward to seeing all of their pinball friends that they usually only get to see once a year because this is the show in which most of us Usually, if you ask people, what's the one show you're going to go to? What's the one show that's worth it? It's always the Texas Pinball Festival. And I know for so many of you out there, this is just devastating news. It's a devastating thing to have to cancel your travel plans, cancel your flights, cancel your hotels. And and it just hurts emotionally knowing that you're not going to be able to meet your favorite friends and family and pinheads from around the world and for all the manufacturers coming from other places from 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 just it's it's a domino effect you know i was just listening to the final round pinball podcast in which marty was talking about coming over from australia i mean there's no way there is no way travel between australia and the u.s you know after reports of tom hanks and there's reports that it's spreading through australia There's just no way it's the responsible thing to do. And for so many of you out there who have families, who have kids, who have parents and grandparents, you just can't risk it. You can't risk it. You can't put your love of pinball in front of your your health and in front of your safety and in front of the safety of your family so you're you're, you're going to have to avoid going and, and you know for me you know someone someone wrote this on pinside and there's going to be look we're all going to we're all going to have to make drastic changes in our lifestyle in the near future and we're also going to need to find moments to laugh and and make fun of the realities of what this is doing to everybody uh, someone wrote on pinside that it took the coronavirus to keep Canada from getting his third Twippy Award, and I, I did get a good chuckle with that. But I'm I'm here to tell you right now that I have suspended any plans to go to Texas Pinball Festival. Like I won't be going. Uh, what does this mean? You know, and I just think that's going to happen. And I think many of you out there are coming to this conclusion. And yes, there will be people that will say stuff like. You're overreacting. The show should go on. Come on, buck up, man up. I don't think this is a a moment to man up. I don't think this is a moment to just be brave and bravado. It's 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 to me it's common sense. It's just if common sense says, look, you're it's in your. I think it's it's our responsibility as citizens to just try and help get this thing under control. And especially since Frisco, Texas is one of the areas that has people reporting coronavirus, it's just our, 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 our civic duty to not get into large crowds, to not aid and abet the spreading of this thing, especially when pinball machines are so easily contaminated. So I expect TPF to, to postpone I expect the the New York City Pinball Championships that are about to take place to also have to struggle with this. Pinfest, 
Pinberg, any gathering, large gathering of people over a hundred is considered to be somewhat uh, irresponsible. All these shows are going to have to think about it. But look, here's the thing. It's not just pinball. It's the NBA. It's March Madness. It's everything. It's people's weddings. It's people's honeymoons. It's This is impacting everybody. So everyone is going to mark 2020 as the year in which everything was disrupted by this. Everyone's jobs will be disrupted in some way. Everyone's livelihoods. You have kids at school. They're going to stay home. You now have to stay home. It's even hard to understand the sheer volume of stuff that will be impacted. Now, let's get back to pinball. So I think the shows are all going to be postponed or, or canceled moving forward in the near future. All right, so what does that mean now for, what was the next thing? Was it for manufacturers of pinball machines? Well, it's not a good time for pinball manufacturers. A few reasons. The economy is going to keep dipping and tanking. And so pinball sales are, are going to slow down. If you think they're not, in a moment like this where people are trying to buy essentials, the thing that they will easily pass up buying right now is a non-essential pinball machine. Now, we all knew that the economy was going to go through a period in which it slowed down, and and it, here it is. Here it is. And so pinball machine sales are going to definitely, definitely slow down. I think you're also going to see people sell more machines, but the secondhand market is going to dry up. I mean, I don't think people are going to rush to buy. If you're a manufacturer, so your sales are going are gonna to sink. If you're also a manufacturer getting parts from China, is going to be a big issue. It is the supply chain of what you need is going to be disrupted. So there's going to be delays, which I bet is music to the ears of Jersey Jack Pinball because I hear Guns N' Roses is is not ready for the line until May. So some people, these delays will maybe help them sort of avoid some of the spotlight of, of missing deadlines. Like there's no way that Hot Wheels is shipping the first week in April. No way. There's no way that's happening. Uh, for many reasons, one of which will be this, but another reason, I heard they don't have any cabinets built and what they told you was misleading, but again, Canada's just the bad guy that everyone says has a bone to pick with AP. I don't, but I just know that some manufacturers out there are misleading you and I'm going to tell you when they are. But anyway, getting back to this, so there's going to be delay in parts. If you're travel banning movement of stuff, uh, you really think pinball machine is a high priority item to, to make sure it gets from A to B? It's not. So you're going to see a lot of that. And and coupled that together, I, I think you're going to see people not opening up their wallets, especially stuff with stuff like this. Because again, as the markets crash, even the very wealthy people who are in this hobby, uh, people are losing a lot of money. I, I would say it's a bad time probably for a company like Jersey Jack to move over there and have to restart things. I mean, are the buyers going to return as quickly as they as they did before? I think people who have large home collections are probably happy because they can play in their home and they don't have to go out. Let's talk about the impact to operators, to barcades. I think they're going to be in for a rough, rough few months. If your livelihood depends on people coming to your location to play games, how many people are going to feel comfortable going in there and playing your games? You can wipe down the machine after each person plays it. It seems like a logistical nightmare to have to do that. You can require people to use hand sanitizers. You have to wipe down the, the lockdown bar, the glass. I mean, people touch a lot of things on a pinball machine. Someone sneezes onto the machine. How are you going to do this? Right? It just, it's, it's, see, so you, you see what I'm saying? It's just, it's just safer to avoid it than to try to go through all the different variables of, of, of wiping something clean. And so I think operators are going to struggle. Some of them are going to fold. This will also be a real difficult time for some of these smaller boutique companies as well to sort of stay viable. This is definitely, definitely a worst case scenario for an industry like this, a non-essential product that is a, a thing we buy in moments of surplus, of financial surplus, of time surplus, right? Who needs a new pinball machine right now if you don't have time surplus on yours? But look, I, again, as I said, a lot of us are going to be working from home. So uh, my Rick and Morty is being built and I'm almost like, oh man, I want to get it now. 
So I actually can just have it in my home and play the game because right now I don't have any and I might not want to go out and play pinball on location. So the impact of that is also going to be significant. And I think for all of us, all of us, it just changes life as usual. Our normal programming, our norm, the normal things we want to talk about start to seem even more trivial. Like, like I could keep talking about Hot Wheels and this and that, and I could talk about how they're telling people at the show that it was a reskin of another game they were making. So there we have it. Hot Wheels is a reskin of Poker Run, probably. That every time that car spins around, someone punches Davo in the balls. And that's why that mech is there. No, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, we could talk about this stuff and we will. Look, this this podcast is an, an escapism from a lot of the, the stuff you don't want to see out in the real world. And I understand that and I will continue to give you entertaining pinball content. But it's definitely, it's definitely going to hang over everything we talk about. What's Deep Root going to do? Right, Deep Root was all ready to have people fly down there. They were all ready to reveal the, the, the product to the world. And now that five days of Deep Root or eight hours of Deep Root's plans and come to our auditorium and see Raza and talk, that, that's got to be canceled. I, I don't understand how you could keep that going. But here's the good news. And here's what I think is going to come out of all of this. And here's where I think people are going to realize that going to all these shows, that flying around the country with your game and flying around the world with your product to, to show people a reveal has always been somewhat pointless and unnecessary. How did Spooky Pinball launch Rick and Morty? How did they sell all those games in four hours? They never took it to a show. They didn't put it on location. They didn't do a big panel Q&A. They simply just showed you the game using the internet, using videos on YouTube, using Twitch to stream it. I, I think more than ever now, as people stay home more and more, the the uh, availability to reach everybody is still there in abundance with the internet. And I think you're gonna see companies simply do more online reveals and discussions and streams of their products and you don't need to go to the show. So I expect Deep Root, if they have this big reveal moment, why don't they do this? Why don't they just announce a day and a time in which everyone in the world is going to be revealed the Deep Root plans all at the same time? Make it like a whole moment, an event. Everybody would tune in. Why do something behind closed doors? Why do something that only a few people are invited to? Invite everybody in. Make yourself part of the community. They have a more humbled approach, pull back some of the secrecy. And look, if you want to go on Facebook Live and you want to go on Twitch and you want to stream walking around the Deep Root factory in the auditorium, absolutely do it. Start filming some high definition videos and images and just bombard us with everything that you were waiting to show people on that Wednesday, on next Wednesday or two Wednesdays from now, right? March 24th, simply go live with something. Make March 24th the day of Deep Root and just unleash the beast that you say you have and and share it that way and and here's the other thing too this almost terrifies me the the majority of people in this hobby the more majority of people who love pinball they are going to be home and they are going to be on pin side pin side is going to turn into such a shit show it's going to be nuts everyone's going to be just on there all day long because they're not going into work as much and i hope you guys just treat each other with respect treat each other with kindness and of course there's going to be a lack of that of course that's never going to happen but you know it's it's going to be a time in which all of us are huddled together online more than ever and i will do my best to get you as much pinball content as i can on this show it won't always be about the coronavirus and its impact on pinball i want to get back to talking about hot wheels and and look anyone who had plans to launch anything in march they're still going to go forward with it because I don't think you can wait. You know, like It's not like you can wait to the next show. I don't think MGC is going to happen. Arcade Expo got canceled. It's, it's just not in the cards. You're just not going to be able to launch a product as usual. And so that's okay. Use the internet in a more effective way. Stern Pinball, use the internet in a more effective way. And, Stern, and they will. I fully expect them to do that. And I don't think there's going to be a shortage of stuff for us to talk about. But I do think the way all of us approach this hobby will also change. I think more and more people are thinking about their health, their safety, their family, the well-being of others around them. 
And I've said this. I've said this always on my show. If you've listened to Canada's Pinball Podcast, pinball is not the center of the universe. It should not be the center of your universe. You should not make everything revolve around pinball. Look, there are some of you out there, and you know who you are. The canceling of these trips, like this is the thing you look forward to the most all year. And I'm not making fun of you if that's the case. But it shouldn't be the most important thing in your world. It shouldn't be the most important thing in your life. It shouldn't be the most devastating thing to happen. For some people, the devastation level is higher than others, of course. I'm sure Ed and Kim are just gutted, absolutely gutted over this. And I'm sure all the people that worked hard on this are absolutely gutted. And I'm friends with these people. Blake Dumasnell working on stuff. Christopher Franchi. You know, everyone had plans. We all had plans. We all had plans. Brenda had planned to, to be a bridesmaid on Sunday. Not happening. I had all these marketing programs ready to go out. Not happening. A lot of our lives will be disrupted by this. And so I think that's going to be the story of the near future. It's going to be the story of pinball as well as everything much more meaningful than pinball. And as Canada's Pinball Podcast, I, I really just do appreciate that you guys tune in. I thank you all for your support on a weekly basis. And I, I really hope the Twippies go on because if I, if I think there's one thing that would be super exciting, it's that the Twippies pivot and take the live show online. And I told this to Carrie and I told this to Jeff. I think the Twippies should go on as planned as an online show that we all tune into and all support. You can get way more people to watch the Twippies online than you can in a room. Way more. I would say only 200 to 300 people fit in the room at Texas Pinball Festival. I think we can get thousands of people to watch the Twippies live, and I think we can come together to do that. I also think we can fundraise during the online Twippies, fundraise for, for Ed and Kim for Texas Pinball Festival. Everyone would happily donate to the cause. I mean, we raised $50,000 for Project Pinball. And I say we because it was the community uh, Ken did over at, at the flipping Out stream that they did for 24 hours. And I think the same can happen again. And I think we should do the Twippies online. I think the host should have fun with it. I told Carrie the host should dress in hazmat costumes and, and really sort of lean into the reality of this is the year in which the coronavirus impacted all of us and make a little bit of a light of the situation because it's a pinball award show. You could probably even figure out a way to have all the people in the top three of each category be available on, uh, there must be a way to do this either on Twitch or like a Google Hangout in which people could record their acceptance speech. This would be funny if you recorded your acceptance speech and sent it to them and then, you know, they could play it and they could air it. I don't know how you do that. I don't know if Twitch can do that like back and forth. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? But just just go live. It's fine. It's fine. And then you could just do it live and that would be fun. You could do it, get everyone to give you an audio clip maybe of I would love that too because, you know, it, it's like it's like when they make t-shirts for the World Series teams and they make World Series champions shirts that for both teams during a game seven and like some of those shirts go to the winning team and then the losers still have championship shirts that they usually mail to Africa for people to wear. Can you imagine like if those audio clips got out? I would just love to hear what everyone's acceptance speeches would be. It would just be funny to play it. Um, so I think they should do that. I think they should do that. I think some of the stuff can go on in just a different way and I think we all should get behind it and we all should support stuff like that happening. So man, I mean, keep your spirits up. Keep you and your family healthy and, and and do your best to stock up on the things you need. But don't panic. Don't go overboard. Don't buy 80,000 rolls of toilet paper. Not necessary. The analogy I was using is with, with a friend was, and this is really where I think social media and, and the media landscape and is detrimental to a lot of, of our lifestyles and, and people's fear and phobia. Because if you think about it, human beings are orchestrated for survival. Like it's in our instinct to panic to get afraid, to to act like this, right? We, we wanna live. So if something out there that is killing people is spreading, we, 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 are, we are naturally quickly in a state of fear and phobia and anxiety. Social media and, and the, the modern news cycle, they, they, they harp on this, they love this. It's, it's, it makes them money, it makes them revenue. It, it, it gives them an audience, which they sell to advertisers. Don't be fooled, it's making them money. The thing is, it's real, the, the threat is real. But imagine this, right? 
Someone dies every 17 seconds in America from an auto accident. Now imagine if the media and social media reported every single auto accident that happened in the United States got spread on social media and national news for everyone to see simultaneously and instantaneously. Imagine if that happened every 17 seconds. Now spread that to the world. If every auto accident happening around the world got into our feed somehow, or there was like breaking news, like someone died, you would not go near a car ever. You would never even get in a car. You'd be like, oh my God, is this, is this the car that's gonna like end my life? And if you look at the numbers with coronavirus and deaths, right? It starts, sometimes it feels silly like that. Like one person died in a country and the whole country's shutting down. This is something that we know how to prevent it. This is something that is spreading. This is something that the world does need to get under control, but it's, there's just no way around it. This is the modern world. You know, this feels like the start of like the walking dead, doesn't it? On some level, like this is how it begins. Like you look at shows like the walking dead, there's a virus, it's spreading and you have to avoid contact with people and it could kill you. I mean, it's very similar to the zombie apocalypse that some of my friends have been prepping for with their bunkers and their big guards on the front of their trucks. And pretty soon, I don't know, like look at people fighting over toilet paper at Walmart. It's 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 kind of crazy, but we're not going to overblow this thing on Canada's Pinball Podcast. You know how I feel. I will not be traveling to shows. Um, My Rick and Morty number 50 is on the line with the butter cabinet. If you join, join the Canada party on Facebook if you haven't yet. Canada's Pinball Podcast has a Facebook page. We are about like 930 people on there. It's it's a fun place to be if you haven't joined yet because not only do I share news exclusively on there, well, not exclusively, but I can share it there first. I also love the back and forth and the banter we have in that community. I also put up a lot of funny photos that some people don't find funny. Like one of the ones I put up today was, am I the only one who can't think about the coronavirus after the Hot Wheels reveal? Am I the only one who's like so into that game? Poor American pinball. Like, look, here's the thing. I'll just say this. They will sell more Hot Wheels than Oktoberfest. I'll just say that. Will they sell more than Houdini? I don't know. Will there be broader appeal for the game? Absolutely. It will be the game that has the most appeal. But watching that video and watching the what's on the screen and the animations and what, what is there really to do in this game? And, and the animations are taken from Hot Wheels Season 1 on YouTube. I posted a link on, you, on my Facebook page to where everything's just lifted. So they really didn't do much work in the animation department of this game. I, I don't know, people. Sometimes I see people on Pinside, and I said, like, this is the steps people take on Pinside. Everyone sees a new game like Hot Wheels, and you're like, looks fun. Looking at a pinball machine and saying it looks fun is like looking at a car and saying, looks like it drives. Or, or looking at a movie, looks like it plays a movie. Like a, a projector, looks like it plays a movie. Uh, it looks fun. It's just like, yeah, duh. Like every, it's, a, it's a toy. It's a pinball machine. It's supposed to be fun. And then the second thing people say are, I can't wait to flip it. Looks fun. Can't wait to flip it. And then the third thing people say, congratulations, AP. You did a great job. And the fourth thing people are saying to themselves is, but not in a million years would I buy this thing. You're all like such a bunch of hypocrites. It's like you, it's like you, you just want to congratulate and pat a company on the back because they make something. And then in your head, you know you're not going to buy it. You won't share that with people that you won't buy it. Good job. You made it. You get an award. You get a medal. But not in a million years would I buy this thing. And then the next thing you say is that Canada's a jerk. He's a real a-hole. I can't believe he's he's not supporting every pinball company and what they make and bringing more pinball into the world and broadening pinball to the masses. How can Canada do that? He's such an a-hole. I don't like that guy. And then the next thing they do is they listen to every single episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Because who else are you going to, you know, like, like where else are you going to go to get weekly news about the hobby? My rumors have been right. I told you three months ago, people, it was going to be Hot Wheels. It was Hot Wheels. Do I get a medal for being right? I told you it was a reskin of Poker Run or they were making Poker Run at the same time. And that's what it was. And they're admitting that. So like, and I know for a fact that these games are not ready to go out April 1st. And look, their new head of marketing, Michael Grant, said games would ship April 1st, the first week of April. I will tell you right now, 
there is no way in a million years games are shipping the first week of April. I will also tell you that when he said that, he knew they weren't shipping the first week in April. And I'll tell you the other thing. The reason why he said that is because he was told to say that. Because the powers that be over at American Pinball are misleading people. And they want to get people to order the game. And also, how can you give a company a pass in which distributors, think about this, distributors, I got an email from Pinball Star, I've been seeing Zach Many post about the game, distributors have to reach out to their customers to order this game without any official images, without any official price. How the hell does American Pinball hope to sell games when they've screwed over all of their distributors right now? All of their distributors are pissed off. They're all pissed off because they don't know what to tell customers. And you know that you have a small window in which to line up sales for games. So why is it that on their third title, American Pinball is still clueless on how to reveal a game and get their distributors enough information to help them sell these games? The sales come in through their distributor base. And, and it's so stupid that they're burning the very people that are there to help them. So if you want to say Canada's got a, a bone to pick with American Pinball, I do. I don't have an agenda against American Pinball. I think this company is piss poorly run. I think they're clueless. I think they're asleep at the wheel. I think it's the blind leading the blind. Are you telling me you think Joe Balser is happy right now? Do you think a guy that had the ability to make Wizard of Oz and put everything he could into Wizard of Oz, all the toys he put into The Hobbit, all the toys he put into Houdini, all the toys he put into Oktoberfest, you think Joe Balser is a happy man right now having to stand over Hot Wheels? What? There's nothing in the game. And a Hot Wheels game that doesn't have a loop-de-loop, it doesn't have a jump, it doesn't have a car wash, it doesn't have a corkscrew ramp, it has nothing that makes Hot Wheels Hot Wheels. So I, I don't understand how all of you pinside people saying, great job, looks fun to flip. What game are you looking at? Why should I, a man who critiques games, a man who's been hard on games like Willy Wonka and Pirates of the Caribbean for lack of assets, how are you, how do you expect me to react to this game? Is that the Hot Wheels world under glass? There's nothing in it. Nothing in it. Yes, it's going to be simple. It's going to be easy. Yes, it's going to be for casual players who just see Hot Wheels and want to flip something. And I'm sure it's fun to shoot because it's a fan layout. And I'm sure it's fast and easy to understand. That's fine. But you, but nobody, nobody who expects more from pinball, which is me, which is you, which is the pinball diehards, what about this game appeals to you? And so then the ultimate conclusion is this. This game wasn't made for us. It wasn't made for pinball fanatics. This game was made for more casual players who will gravitate towards the theme. And that's totally fine. This is like the flying Dutchman of pinball, right? This is just something that is simple, won't break, can go on location. I mean, you've got a spinning car that goes around and around and around and around and around and around and it just keeps spinning. It just keeps spinning. The ball doesn't interact with it. And when the ball goes up and over in that vertical upkick, it's not even like exciting. This, this, I, whatever. All you guys out there who are just like defending and apologizing and saying, Canada's just negative. Is there any game you like? People say this. They said, is there any game you like? I hear this all the time in Facebook. You don't like anything. And that's total hogwash. I love plenty of pinball machines. My favorite pinball machine of all time is still, and I regret selling it. And if I could get another one the way mine was, I'd buy it tomorrow is Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings pinball. And, and that was my first game. You have to understand something. I got into this hobby and my first game was Lord of the Rings pinball by Stern Pinball in LE with all these exciting mods. Now imagine if that's your first game. It's the same way when people's first games are Pirates of the Caribbean from Jersey Jack. You can't go back. You can't un feel the way you felt with that game. That game to me, Lord of the Rings, minus a few clunky shots, is as close to perfect as it will ever get with music, with mechanisms, with shots, with 
the feeling of being pulled into the Middle Earth world with lights, everything about it has the best callouts in pinball ever, has some of the best modes ever, does the best thing I've seen a machine ever do when you beat, when you throw the ring into the fires of Mordor, when the whole machine goes haywire. When's the last time you've, that, that this game, people, is 16 freaking years old. When was the last time you've seen a game do something as cool as that when you complete the final mode after the three wizard modes? When's the last time you've seen a game go all haywire like that? And that is my point. I grew up in this hobby with magic, all right? I loved Toadin. I loved Tales of the Arabian Nights. Sh too shallow of code. I learned that. It's still one of the most beautiful machines. It still has one of the most fun mechanisms ever, but the, it's too shallow. You can't own a Tales of the Arabian Nights for very long. You can't. It just gets boring, okay? My magic girl didn't work. I loved Batman 66. I have nothing bad to say about Batman 66 other than this. It's not my diehard theme. It's a little like a game I uh, or a show I watched when I was a kid. But the shots are sort of boring in Batman. The most exciting thing in Batman is the code, by far. The code is phenomenal. It is, again, one of the best theme integrations ever in pinball. But once you see everything, once you go through all the wizard modes, once you once you do the, the, the Batuzi, once you do everything, and then you, you, you get the villain escape, I've seen the whole game. I played the whole game many times. I've seen everything multiple times. And there's just certain things that once you see it enough times, you get bored a little bit. There's no impressive light show. The crane is still the crane. You know, the shots are the shots are clunky. They are in Batman. There's no way around it. The ball never does anything magical. And but I love the code. But the most exciting thing about Batman is the code. And once you see the code enough, the physical shooting of the game is not that rewarding. It's just not. But I still love the game. And if I were to summarize why Canada is usually cranky on the hobby, it's very simply this. I want every game that is a theme I love to be as good as Lord of the Rings. I want every game that's a theme I love to be as great as the Big Lebowski is. It has all the assets, all the video, all the mechanisms that bring that world to life. Those are my standards of pinball. Because why would I spend, and I, you know me, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an LE plus kind of guy. Why would I spend $9,000 plus on anything that falls short of that? That's a lot of money. Shouldn't it all be in there? I can buy a $60 video game that has everything I want from a theme. I'm going to spend $9,000 on a pinball machine that doesn't have voice and video synced up? No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend $24,000, someone's trying to sell a Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition inbox. I'm going to spend $24,000 on a Pirates of the Caribbean game that doesn't have the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song? No. I, I just want what should be in the game, what used to be in these games. Lord of the Rings has everything you want in the game, and it used to cost $3,500, $4,000, and now you're spending two, three times that and getting two, three times less assets and integration into these games. And you're wondering why, like, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't live in a vacuum. I, I know these things, right? And I want a new game. I, I don't want to look back and, yeah, sure, I love playing Attack from Mars and Medieval Madness and Monster Bash. I love playing those games. I, I just want to own something that's a theme I love. I'm a theme-driven, world-under-glass kind of guy. Again, if it were up to me, if you were up to me, the game, like, and all the themes I love, all the themes that I gravitate towards, they've had the worst luck. Ghostbusters, we all should own a Ghostbusters. We all should have it. It is Stern's best world-under-glass ever, and they effed it up. And they even know, they won't even admit it, when they were doing the final CAD design, they mistakenly moved the flipper gap bigger than it should have been. It never should have been that big. I would love it if Stern would fix that problem and do another run of Ghostbusters and actually make the game enjoyable. That game sucks. It's like holding on for dear life when you play that game. And everyone knows it. Everybody knows it. Star Wars. I'm the biggest Star Wars fan. Why don't I own a Star Wars? Look, look at that game. Look at that game. It's a mess. It's a total mess. A TIE fighter on a spring, a, a lazy screen, and, and a Death Star shot that's in almost next to impossible to hit that's clunky and a stupid hyperloop that's the main like where is star wars where are the ewoks where's the lightsaber battle where's the atat -AT walker where, where's the the, the the land speeder where's the millennium falcon moving where's any there's nothing there's nothing about star wars that i love in that game 
I love Game of Thrones. Look at that game. Nothing. Nothing. One of the lamest upper playfields ever. So uh, I'm just a, I'm just a complaining kind of guy. And look, I'll say it like this. Stern, is, everything's code. Everything's code. Everything's code. Code will save the day. Code will save the day on Stranger Things. Code will say, no, I'm tired of pinball machines today. I'm tired of the approach of pinball machines always being the same approach. Let's just make the code where the theme comes to life on the screen. Let's not put the physical world under the glass. That's it today, people. Look at Stranger Things. Where's the world of Stranger Things? Where's the arcade? Where's everything that we love about that game? Where's the BMX bikes? Where's the walkie-talkies? Where's where's the physical 80s world that we love? Is it anywhere in that game? Where's their, you know, the basement scenes? There's nothing. There's nothing. Back in the day, if they wanted to make a Stranger Things game, they would have really thought about it so much better. There would have been a little arcade you can go into and then have a video mode in which you're playing like Pac-Man. They would have had like a van in which he pops up and you shoot over it or something. They would have had stuff. They would have had her use her telekinesis powers and actually move the ball like Dracula does. But nothing. How do you not have Eleven freezing the balls and, and then using them and swirling around? Like I mean, Stern did it with like Magneto multi-ball. We know they know how to make those kind of magical moments happen. Grab the ball in midair like Lord of the Rings ring shot. What's the magical shot? In Stranger Things, you shoot up this big ramp and hit a, a plastic artichoke and that's it? Doesn't doesn't make you feel anything. You don't feel this incredible satisfaction when it goes inside that hole. So that's what I'm saying. That's why all of you out there who feel like me, I'm always just waiting for the next Lord of the Rings. I'm waiting for the next World Under Glass like Big Lebowski. I'm waiting for a game that brings it all together. The closest company to get there is Jersey Jack by far. But then they go and screw up the Wonka assets. If Wonka had the right assets and was coded the right way, believe me, I'd own one in a heartbeat. And I know a lot of you feel the same way as me. And some of you don't. And that's cool. You might enjoy it the way it is. It just doesn't bring the movie that I love to life. It's a musical. Where the music? Where the songs? Not in there. How do you not have a, a good or bad egg detector? How do you not have? How do you not make that a mech? How do you, uh, anyway, you know what I'm saying? I'm just waiting. I have high hopes for Toy Story. I can't wait to see Guns N' Roses, and I just, I can't wait to see what Deep Root brings to the table, but really, there's just, there hasn't been that game. There hasn't been that game that's grabbed me, and I know you know that Rick and Morty is coming, and I'm going to give Rick and Morty a shot. I'm going to play it. I'm going to see how I feel. I know the theme integration is there, but I'll say this. I'm nervous. I'm reading people's reviews of Rick and Morty. I loved it. I loved, loved, loved. I think this guy gave the best analysis of the game ever. And he's someone who's not a fan of mine. And I don't know why. I don't know why. He, he probably listens to every show. His name is Flinnybus on Pinside. Go read his review and his feedback on Rick and Morty. I think it is the most balanced and fair and in-depth review of Rick and Morty. And I did walk away from his review feeling skeptical feeling nervous because it's like it feels like a game and I haven't played it yet and I'm going to try and maybe go play it this weekend with a bunch of hand sanitizer it feels like a game that really really wins in some areas and really really fails in others and the area that it really really wins in is theme integration light show music and the art is supposed to be nice you know the overall like bringing the Rick and Morty world to life there the the area that has everyone the most concerned and, and again, there's, there's a lot of polarizing debate around this, is the shots and that upper right flipper and the way it shoots has people divided. Like he says, it's, it's frustrating and he thinks casual players like me, people who are not amazing at pinball, are going to quickly get frustrated and not want to have this machine. Now, there's other people that say it makes you play better. And once you play better and learn the shots, it's really rewarding. Like John over at Jack Bars had the game for a while. And he said to me, look, it's not that the shots can't be made. It's that you have to learn how to shoot this game differently than a lot of other games that have upper play fields that are a lot smoother and easier to hit. Right? You get, you get on a Pat Lawler machine and the shots are buttery smooth. They're easy to hit every time. I just wish they wouldn't have had so many cheap drains in Wonka, but it's still, it's a beautifully smooth experience. It doesn't sound like Rick and Morty is as easy, as easy to sort of get your reflexes in tune with how the game needs to be flipped 
to make it smoother. Doesn't mean it's gonna be bad or not fun, but again, fun is just such, uh, I just get annoyed. I remember when Zach Sharp over at Stern I, uh, sent me that email and said, if a game is fun, then the price of the game is irrelevant. I'll never forget him saying that. If the game is fun, then the price is irrelevant. Pfft, stupid. Every pinball machine is fun. We all would have fun on almost any machine. On almost any machine, unless it was it was called full throttle. You know, so th- that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. So maybe you listen to me because you want to see me. I think most of you out there, when you saw how excited I was with Willy Wonka, I think many of you are on the same journey with me. You just want to see Canada find excitement and be fulfilled at the end of that journey to find the most magical pinball machine out there. Now, the other thing I'll just tease right now is I haven't flipped it, but that mystery game that I've been talking about that I haven't mentioned in a really long time, that's really the game that has me the most excited about everything I'm seeing in pinball. And the guy creating it is purposely keeping a lot of it from me. But from what I've seen, it makes me more excited than all of these games combined. <laughs> and it's just, and that's just the way, and it sucks because I know there's this thing and I don't know if it's going to happen for sure and I don't know when, but what I see is like blowing me away to the point where I'm like, oh, it's, 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 it's there. Like the passion and the ability to make the magic that we all love in pinball is so there. And I just think people are accepting a lot of mediocrity and there's also just a lot of crap and there's some good games in between a few great games but nothing nothing is quite there on the level for me of like a lord of the rings as a big lebowski magic under the glass theme integration that doesn't leave us wanting more shots that are super rewarding code that keeps us coming back for more for years you know what's coming next and this is just weird to me there's going to be a humongous, a humongous Pirates of the Caribbean code dump coming soon in which they're going to put so many more clips into it and they're going to like do this and that on a game that's already deep, again, that's already phenomenal for owners. And so why is Jersey Jack Pinball going to make a humongous improvement to a game that they can't even sell you, a game that only a thousand people have? Why aren't they doing everything they can to get more of the assets for Willy Wonka. Why would you waste time, money, and resources on a game that's done? Unless you're going to rerun Pirates of the Caribbean, what are they doing? Why isn't Jack and Company, why aren't they looking at Willy Wonka and said, okay, we've got this amazing Pat Lawler design. We've got this incredible layout. We've got this game that everyone loves to shoot. What is the one thing holding back maybe another thousand or two thousand people from buying it? Well, Well, the feedback we've heard is people would like there to be synchronized clips. They would also like us to think about maybe making a little bit more mode base. So why not revisit it? It's just software. A few software changes to Willy Wonka, I think, could drastically, drastically get a whole new bunch of buyers. Instead, they're focusing on Pirates, a game that doesn't need any more, that will obviously get more. And great, you made a great game even greater. But, but what's the point? No one can go get it. And right now, it, the prices are astronomical. And it, unless you're going to do another run, why bother? So, wow. This, this turned into like a corona podcast, coronavirus, and then a regular version of Canada Pinball Podcast. Um, look, ladies and gentlemen, let's just, get, let's just close this show out and saying we feel really bad for all the people disrupted who worked really hard on all the pinball shows. Let's show them as much support as we can. Uh, let's get ready to be home more and be online more and engaging with each other on that, in that format. Let's get ready to see some new stuff in pinball and ultimately take care of yourself, take care of your family, be smart, be safe, and I really want to see all of you survive and nothing bad happen to you in any capacity in life. I don't whether it's this or just always be smart, take care of yourself. You know me, always exercise, eat well. Stick around, stick around, because I need you guys to stick around to continue to listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast. Will we actually do another year and try and go for, is it too early to to predict a third Twippy? I don't know. Can we do four for four? No, there's no way. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. 
All right, let's close out this show with something that I was thinking about doing. So in 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 preparation for a new Guns N' Roses pinball machine, what what is the one thing that made that Data East machine so special? There was an unreleased Guns N' Roses song in it. So let me do this. I I, I asked people on Facebook, should I release unreleased Guns N' Roses tracks to the world that you guys can download? and thank Canada for them. And they're interesting. These are songs that Axl Rose worked on between 1999 and 2001. Let me, I've used them in some of my intros. Let me play a little bit of a longer outro to Canada's Pinball Podcast with a clip from an unreleased Guns N' Roses song that most of you have probably never heard. Uh, This one, let's see, let's, in my head, this one is called Hard School. Get ready, enjoy. (laughs) 